Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Welcome into another edition of the Rough Cut Sportscast. I am your host, the one and the only Vinny Milani, alongside your boy, AJ Johnson. And AJ, I got to tell you, man, I got to tell you, today just yeah. feels like it's, it feels different. I'm more Doesn't excited it? today. Doesn't it? Like, I, like, I'm like once I hit this high, but like every day when it, when it rolls down to Wednesdays, Thursdays or Fridays, I'm like, man, I'm so stoked. It's rough cut day. It's rough cut day. I'm sure that's how the fans feel. But for some reason, you and I were sitting in this meeting before the show, working on things, getting things prepared, getting things ready. And then once we hit the live button, I saw your beautiful face. Welcome me back from that video. I was like, oh, my God, we are going to have a great show. It's April 22nd. How are you, buddy? Seven days, seven, seven days, baby, away from the draft. From this point on, rough cut NFL draft coverage. I'm stoked. Like, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't understand what just happened. But... My lights just went out because my <laughs> wife is, for some reason, not. Uh, I'm done. That's it. Game over. That's it. Calling the show. You should have told her you loved her yesterday in front That's of your friends. That's a minus <laughs> on my part. That's a minus on my part. Oh, man. It, dude, me. The draft so is so hyped. close. I'm lost now. No, it's okay. I'm, but that's the thing. I'm here to pick you back up. I'm here to pick. That's this is what we do here at the Rough Cut. We are so close to seven days away. Seven days away, and we are nonstop football coverage from now until even after the draft. And I mean, think about this. I thought about this today. It is going to end up happening. Like the schedule gets released, like right after the draft. So yeah. not only are we going to have draft talk to, ha- to to go through, but then we have season predictions. Basic, like way too soon. Season predictions. Now the schedule is going to come out. We're going to be pumping out records and things like that. Realistically, <laughs> there's going to we 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 talked about it before. We're like, okay, after a certain point, then it's just going to be baseball, hockey, and basketball until football really picks back up in like July or August. There's not going to be an off season for football. We're probably no, going to really. be talking football. Uh, all all year you know, all year round. And you know what's crazy about that? I want to say maybe it was 2017. Um, pretty sure that was it. it was the year that Kevin Durant went to the Golden State Warriors, where I felt like basketball was just taking over. You weren't hearing anything about football. Uh, like every story that was coming out left and right was the NBA, was the NBA. And this offseason, football felt a lot like that, you know. And of course, it has to do with the NBA being a little bit later this year and so on and so forth. But this year, I feel like there's been news about football players left and right. And sure, we may find out that may not be the deal with the draft. But the way things have been picking up, I think they found the fact that they need to make sure that they are profiling as much as they can with players and letting them have their personalities and so on and so forth. So I'm looking forward to it. I want to see the rivals because if we get to a point where it's just baseball, who boy. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> It'll be a little tough. But I also I told Bailey about this today. I was like. As I look through, and this is just for the Jag schedule. As I look through the Jag schedule, they have 
Arizona. They have the Bengals. They have the Jets. They have the 49ers. They have a lot of teams with young quarterbacks. So it's mm. like you can expect the Jags next season. Trevor Lawrence against Joe Burrow. Trevor Lawrence against Kyler Murray. Trevor Lawrence against Zach Wilson. Trevor Lawrence against Mac Jones. Like they're, the season that's going to be coming up, it's going to be probably the most hype we've ever been for any type of football season. Not to mention we have 17 games next season, 17 games, an extra game worth of stats for all these players. It's going to be so much fun. But tonight we are here for one reason and one reason only. And it is the finale to our NFL. I shouldn't even say it's the NFL our finale to the draft coverage. It is the finale of our pick by pick breakdown that we have. We have picks 25 through 32 Jags, Browns, Ravens, Saints, Packers, Bills, Chiefs, and Bucks coming up in just a little bit. But AJ, I have a quick question of the day for you here. And you know what? It's sponsored by Yeti. The quick question of the day is sponsored by Yeti, the coolest place to get your cool gear, whether it be a cup, whether it be a mug, whether it be a bag. AJ, can you tell me about these bags? You've been all over this. Oh, man. So these bags at Yeti, right? You're talking about the ones for the dogs? Actually yeah, dog yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. I was like, wait, there's bags too. Yeti got bags. There, there is. Awesome. They just got released bags. Like, they they, they did just release like bags. It's, it's like it's the it's their new hotness. But you can check that out again. But go on about the dog bag. It is new hotness though because let me tell you something. Walmart had these like little bags that are coolers that you can fit so many cans in, like six seven bucks. They were good. Don't get me wrong. I liked them. I would imagine that Yeti would find the way to change the game and line these bad boys up to keep your cold things cold for 24 hours, your hot things hot for 10 to 16 hours like they do, and making all the things possible. So if you can get a Yeti bag, do it. But these beds for your dogs, I mean, we know how crazy people are about their dogs, how much they love man's best friend. You got to get these things. These Yeti things, they're comfortable. They're tempered, so if it's hot outside, it cools it down a little bit for your dog. If it's cold outside, it, you know, their fur does a good job of keeping them warm, but it helps. Check them out. Oh, Check yeah. everything Yeti has to offer, and make sure you do it by heading to the Rough Cuts page and hitting and that And they got link. luggage. They even have luggage. I'm looking at this right now. They even have luggage on there as a new arrival. It's unbelievable. Go to that link, though, that AJ is talking about and get your Yeti gear now and help support the boys, okay? But again, mm -hmm. that... Yeti is sponsoring the quick question of the day. And AJ, I need to know from you, what draft scenario are you avoiding? We talked about it before. We were like, what player are you avoiding? It's a little bit better to give it as a draft scenario. Like which draft scenario? And I'll give you an example because we're not allowed to use this one. The San Francisco 49ers need to avoid drafting Mac Jones with their third overall pick. That is kind of the idea that I'm looking for here. So AJ, what draft scenario are you avoiding? Let me ask you a question for your question. If you are the New Orleans Saints, what position, just off the top of your head, do you think that they're looking for? Uh, linebacker? That would be the first. Linebacker exactly. would probably be the first one. Perfect answer. And what I'm thinking is going to happen at pick 28 is they're looking to do that. And there's this guy who is climbing up draft boards and his name, if I hopefully I pronounce it right, I normally do a good job of that, is Jamin Davis, the linebacker out of Kentucky. Now, let me say this right off rip. I like the kid. He's got, he's got something. When you watch him on tape, you like him. 
but he's been shooting up draft boards because he had a great pro day. He ran a 4.3740. That's fantastic. He had a 42-inch vertical jump. He had a really good broad jump. That's great. But he's so raw. This is what you hear about a lot of different players. They're raw on that talent, and he he's a type of player who may not have a ceiling, right? He can probably go as high as the best linebacker there is out there. However, how long are you willing to take a first-round pick and develop him into that type of potential? And that's what I worry about with Jamin Davis. He pops off the screen. He got a little lucky, but he's only started 11 games. And everyone gets hyped because if you look at his uh, 2019 season, he had 12 solo tackles. He had 20 assists. He had a tackle for loss, one sack, one assist. The next season he came back, he played 10 games. This would be 11 starting now. 48 solo tackles, 54 assists, four tackles for loss, and three interceptions, one for a touchdown. That's a great year, but it's still 11 games. So his athleticism is a plus, but I've seen the Saints reach before. Marcus Davenport popped off film, but we're still waiting to see that return from a first-round pick. So if I'm the Saints at pick 28, I'm avoiding doing that, and I'm finding a different way to go about it. That's just me. Yeah, and and there's certain teams in the draft that you can always kind of count on, and we talked about this many of times before. You can always kind of count on them reaching. The Saints have been known to do that before, and I I do like that pick. To me, he's more like a second-round guy. He's more at that second-round grade, and reaching on him at that first-round spot would would be a lot, and that's what I agree. They have to avoid that. I know Kentucky is very good at producing linebackers. I mean, that that is kind of their thing. Edge rushers, linebackers. You saw Josh Allen to the Jags a few years ago. Uh, but, I mean, you just have to know. You just have to know that where certain guys are, are going to go and should go and what their talent is. Trey Lance. Trey Lance, just saying. Trey Lance not, not shouldn't be going in the top 10, but he's going to just because of the need. Just because hey. I mean, that's not my guy. That's not my guy here. Okay. Okay. I will, I'll, I'll refrain. I'll refrain. It, it, I'll it's refrain. not my guy. It's not my guy. And I, I and Mac Jones shouldn't be top 10 either. We don't even have to get back into it. But I, what I'm, but my guy though, in my situation, it's the Baltimore Ravens and it's avoiding drafting Kadarius Tony. And I know and this is no shot at Kadarius Tony. This is more about the situation that he could be getting drafted to in Baltimore. And if I'm Baltimore, I'm not going. You need a wide receiver, but you don't need Kadarius Tony because you already have your receiver that you need. You already have a Kadarius Tony type receiver in Marquise Hollywood Brown. You do not need to duplicate that. You not need to duplicate that kind of situation with Kadarius Tony and Marquise Brown. You need a guy who can go up and go get the ball. We're talking. I'm like wicked frozen. Oh my goodness, goodness gracious! You can go and go go get your wide receiver like Rashad Bateman, who we're going to talk about in a little bit. It's funny. Both of us picked teams that we're going to feature in a little bit. Can you still hear me? I I can still hear you. You are your your face is definitely behind. I'm Uh, super frozen. Would you, if you would like, you can uh, go ahead and reset, and I will knock out some bills. Wait, ooh, no, wait no, no, minute. I'm back. I'm back. We're you good. Do. We're good. Look at that. You're like leave. You want me to leave? Let me show you something. Yeah, no, I, I run because, because there is there's a little bit more I got on this Kadarius Tony thing, and I I got to be honest, I wasn't a big fan of his entering the draft, and then I did some more research on him. I watched his highlights. I, I watched some film. 
I saw his pro day. I saw that he tore it up in the senior bowl. He's growing on me. He's growing on me as a talent. He's a great gadget player. Again, we're going to talk about more with him and, and the teams uh, picking later on, but the Ravens need a guy who can go up and get it. And this is not your guy. Okay. You need a guy who can be able to take pressure off Lamar Jackson for when Lamar goes and runs around and has no options. You can just throw it up. Canarius Tony's not going to be that guy who's going to be able to go up and get it. So you need to avoid that. That is our quick question of the day. Again, sponsored by Yeti. Go check them out. Go check out our link on our page. Support the boys, okay? Support the boys and do yourself a favor. Buy some Yeti gear. That's the way to go. They got the best. You want the best of the best? You're already here watching us, so you obviously like the best. You like the best quality of things. Go over there and get yourself a Yeti. And AJ, AJ, if, if you are looking, oh my, my. My device is my Alexa is going nuts right now. <laughs> Even Alexa want to be AJ. Hey. This has been this has been a show full of malfunctions on my, on my end. Just minus is all over the board. So AJ, I will let you take over here. Let's pay the bills. All righty then. Head over to Twitter and like and follow at roughcut underscore sports on Facebook at roughcut sports and the Instagram at the roughcut sportscast. Head over to YouTube. We are doing big things there, live streaming on YouTube as well now. Why leave the platform unturned? We're not going to do that anymore. So hit that subscribe button, hit that bell, hit that notification, and tell everybody. And for Michael Sherman, I mean, tell your friends, tell your mama, tell your daddy, tell your sister, tell your cousin, tell your auntie, tell your uncle, tell everybody. Everybody? Everybody. Everybody. And of course, we are brought to you by Halftime Sports Collectibles, the number one place to get all of your sports memorabilia needs, whether that be a signed cleat, signed jersey. They have it all there over at Halftime Sports Collectibles.com. And go give their social media some love. And while you're at it, and while you're at it, though, we got that big contest rolling, courtesy of Halftime Sports Collectibles, where we are giving away basically whatever you want. If we can reach 1,000 follows on Facebook, it's not that hard, guys. Share, share, share. Like, like, like. And, hey, the contest here is very simple. All you have to do is screenshot yourself inviting 10 friends. 10 friends. That's li- That will literally take you all of maybe 10 seconds. I'll give you a second per friend. And you all you have to do is invite those friends, screenshot it, and send it to our DMs, okay? Send it to the Rough Cut DMs on Facebook. Let us know that you did it, and you will automatically be entered in for the Halftime Sports Collectibles giveaway here where we purchase your we purchase something of your choosing, okay? There's stuff on Halftime up there that's like 200 bucks, 250 We are willing to go out on a limb here and do this for you, okay? All, and all you have to do is dedicate 10 seconds of your day 10 seconds you know those you know those ads where it's like donate to charity donate charity all it takes is a a mcdouble a day a mcdonald's run a day we're not even asking for that that's real money all we're asking for is 10 seconds 10 seconds is all we're asking for Okay, sorry, maybe 20 seconds because you have to have the 10 seconds for the screenshot and the 10 seconds to message us because you know you're going to want to talk to us. But just do it. It, All it takes is 20 seconds. We're not even asking for a McChicken a day. You can still go to McDonald's and get what you want and be the human being you want to be. All you got to do is support the boys. 
Maybe 30 seconds. <laughs> maybe. Okay. Okay. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. That's it. That's it. Okay. That is literally the time it takes for you to walk from your bedroom to your bathroom. Okay. That's it. That's it right there. A big ass house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all everyone who watches their show is doing well in life and they're, they're living in, in the high rises in the biggest cities and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I, mean. I know what you Let's mean. Do it. Yeah. But do it. Yeah. It's not that hard. Support the boys. Trying to get 1K before the draft. And again, our draft spectacular is going to be spectacular. It's going to be amazing. You're not going to want to miss it. Thursday, 730. We're going live in earlier time. We we made the jump from yeah. 8 to 30. Now for that special Thursday show, we're going live at 730. And we'll be ready. We will be, will be ready. ready. At 7.30 on the dot, maybe 7.31. But, AJ, talk, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this great segue here. Speaking of yeah. late, we're now getting into the late Ooh. round draft picks here for the NFL hey. draft. That's Jaguars. Yeah. That's Browns. That's Ravens. That's Saints, Packers, Bills, Chiefs, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. And we kick things off tonight with my Jacksonville Jaguars. And AJ, I got to bring this up, buddy. I, I got to bring up the quote here from Urban Meyer that I it's been on my mind all day since I saw it, dude. Urban Meyer came out and said uh, when addressing where he, where he is going and what he plans on doing in the draft, he says, I find myself always looking at need and that's where you have to be cautious. You start chasing players. So trusting the board is key. So a lot of people have taken that that quote and said that Urban Meyer does not plan on drafting by needs. He plans on drafting by best available. I don't know if I want to stretch that narrative that far, but it does kind of prove something here that a lot of these draft boards that we've been seeing, these mock drafts, specifically Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper, they've had the Jags going Travis Etienne from the Clemson Tigers to pair up with Trevor Lawrence. Not to mention that the Jags already have James Robinson in the backfield. So it's not a need. This would just be a want. So, AJ, I'm going to turn it over to you here, buddy. When you see that as a person who's not a Jags fan, what are your thoughts on them going with wants instead of needs and possibly going with another running back to add to James Robinson? You know, I don't I don't put too much stock into the thought process of it being a running back or something of that nature. What I think is happening here is this is Urban Meyer giving himself a little bit of leeway to do something nobody else agrees with. You know, like let's say he, you know, jumps ahead in the second round and picks up a Florida receiver like Grimes or or maybe he thinks he can get the best out of Kyle Trask because he sees a little Tim Tebow in him and we know he still has his Tebow man crush for the rest of his life. Oh, you said Kyle Trask. Yeah. I thought Kyle Pitts for some reason. I, oh, I'm no, sorry. I was, I had a slide and I was like, I was like, dude, Oh my God. We talked about your Falcons having that dream draft where they, ended up, dude. Oh my God. If the Jags end up trading up for Kyle Pitts, they have the draft capital, but I'll let you they proceed. Do. They do. I, that would be nuts. I mean, I would, I would cry a little bit, but then I'd also imagine we would get so much draft capital out of you that I'd be okay. Cause if you, you have to trade, you have to trade up the four to do it, but you're right. I digress. So, yeah, I think this is him building in an excuse because if, let's say, the people they want isn't at 25, there's words going out there. There's a talk about the Cardinals wanting a running back at 16 for some reason. Uh, there's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers taking a running back at 24. 
There's talk about um, there's another team who who's in the 30th or the Bills. They may trade up because they're hearing this talk about running backs. So if they really do want a running back, I think this is him building in an idea so that they can go and grab whoever they feel like. And you don't say much about it because I told you I'm going to do what's best for the team, not just what the board says. Uh, that's what I kind of kind of put my hat on when it comes to Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer likes to cover himself on both sides of things, unless, you know, it's Ohio State and his coaching oof. staff. But oof, oof, womp, womp. oof, oof. I have that. Low, low blow. It's, uh, low blow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just I, I look at this and I think about the the pick. I'm like, man, I would I would love that. That would make Trevor Lawrence feel extremely comfortable to draft a Travis Etienne. I wouldn't hate that. And who's to say that James Robinson and what he did last season was the real deal? I mean, it, obviously, I, I don't. The thing is, is if this was any other position, if it was, if this was like like the wide receiver position, if the Jags were to go out and get a Kadarius Tony from Florida. I don't know if I'd want it in the first round, but if he goes in the second, if he falls to them, yeah, if he falls to them in the second round with that first pick in the second round, I would love Kadarius Tony there because not only is he a good player, but he fits that Percy Harvin type role that, that urban Meyer loves to have. And not only would that, would they have that in Kadarius Tony, but they also would have that in LaVisca Chenault and their wide receivers would still be an unproven type of group, but the potential would still be there. It'd be Chark. It'd be Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chenault, Kadarius Toney, and Colin Johnson. So here's my thing. Let's go back to your running back thing here real quick. What do you – so right now, you know, you're sitting at 25. And in the mock that I have with McShay, he has him taking Kadarius Toney like you were just talking about. Yep. And then with the very first pick of round two, it's he Travis has him Etienne. taking Travis Etienne. Yep which is a very believable spot for him to grab unless this Arizona Cardinals thing is real and they're taking a running back at 16, which is dumb. Unless the Pittsburgh Steelers grab their running back at 24, which I would understand. Is there a world, and the answer should only be yes, (laughs) where the Jaguars, I think there's only one team you're worried about, and that's the Buffalo Bills. Is there a world that you trade up back to 30 and let them get that first pick in round two and then grab your running back there. So now you've gotten Trevor Lawrence, you got Kadarius Tony with the mock that we're seeing, and Travis Etienne all in the first round. Now you can take the rest of your draft and you can focus on your line and you can focus on your defense. I wouldn't hate that. that I would. I would not hate that at all. I think that would be a that'd be a good scenario if the Jags left out on after draft day with after the draft with those three in the first two rounds. And then they get, they could possibly get that Pat Fryermuth kid, the tight end, late in the second round, or they could get a guy like Brevin Jordan from Miami. Yeah, yeah he's being Miami, slept right? on too. You're correct. He's being slept so, on. Honestly, if if I'm if I'm the Jaguars, I like Brevin Jordan a little more than Fryermuth. I know how good Fryermuth is, and he may have yeah. a little bit more of that blocking. But Brevin Jordan's a weapon, man. He's absolutely a weapon, especially after he catches the ball and he's taken off down the field. I don't think they'd be mad at that at all. Yeah, I I don't think so either. I think that'd be that that that'd be a solid pick. I wanted to bring this up here because I don't think we touched on it when we were discussing 17 through 24. But the Pittsburgh Steelers and you're oh maybe we did. Did we discuss Najee and the Travis Etienne? Probably very slightly because we were talking about there's been conversation about the Jets and the Steelers wanting a running back. And so I, I'm sure we said something about the possibility of it happening. But 
I, I also think that was a spot where uh, we focused on all the other things they needed, like why they're not getting their offensive line help for Big Ben if they're in a win now. I remember that conversation because yep. I was like, are they in a win now? <laughs> and, uh, and wow. then you're going to pick your QB at two. You have a decent wide receiver core as a Jet. You don't have a decent line. And that yeah, you got to get that protection. Let Zach Wilson exactly. So I think so, we just touched on it. So this could this could be that running back territory. They, around in the twenties, you could see the running backs kind of go off the board here. You discuss the Bills there, the Jags here as well could be a destination for a running back. I got to ask you. So you you did something or like we so we've pulling the curtain back here, everybody. We've been doing a ton of draft co- draft preparation for Thursday, getting everything ready, getting highlight packages. Get, I mean, it's going to be a spectacular. AJ was cutting Najee Harris highlights. I just cut Travis Etienne highlights. We've got them both loaded up. But when you were watching tra- the Najee Harris highlights, and you are an FSU guy, so you know Travis Etienne. You've seen yeah. him a lot. So now you've seen both yeah. guys. Which one do you lean on or lean lean towards if you're an NFL team picking in this draft? Say you're the Jags and you want a running back. I think I think I go Travis Etienne. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. J- James Robinson has a little bit more power to him, correct? Correct. Okay, because I know he's got decent hands, but Travis Etienne has great hands and is also a shifty style running back. You know, he's that one cut guy, and once he gets into open speed, he's gone. So I think that's something you need to counter. If you get Najee Harris, he's quick. He can take off as well. But he, if you remember when I was cutting Najee highlights, there was a lot of his highlights hate that was one and two yard runs at the goal line. Sure, he possesses the ability with the breakaway from 30 or 40, but they like to get him work at the goal line. And James Robinson does that pretty well already. So if I'm the Jaguars, I lean on the CTN because those two, him and James Robinson, that's a that's a decent backfield. And you're already looking a lot better as an offense when it comes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I love how you say Jag. You're one of those people who said, who say Jaguars. It's funny. There's Jaguars. there's as the, as a Jag fan, you know, that there's two types of people out there. There's those <laughs> who say Jaguars. And then there's what those who say Jaguars. So there's those two. It's, it's just one of those things, but I, I honestly you say water, water. What? Okay. Maybe it what? wasn't you. Oh, no, there's a, there's definitely a water, water clan out there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. And, and we and we've done the aunt ant thing on here, too. But uh, go back into this. If I'm the Jags, <laughs> I'm definitely taking Najee. Or if I'm, if I'm the Jags, I'm definitely taking Travis Etienne over Najee Harris, not only because of I don't know about skip, the skill being there. But you get that comfort. You get that comfort with your new quarterback and bringing his one of his favorite weapons from Clemson with it along with him. That'd be a great move as well. But I think people are sleeping on Najee, man. I know you were talking about the 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 goal line work for him, but he can do yeah. a lot more than just this. Yeah. He finds holes. This is this might be a goal line carry, but watch him find the holes. He's a patient yeah. running back. Okay, he know he's a big player, and one of the biggest things I, I I've been taking away from hearing and listening to Todd McShay and all the draft experts is Najee Harris last season. Bring, I want to bring this up. He returned for a senior year, by the way. Not many running backs returned for their senior year. Najee did it. Travis Etienne did it. Both did it. But one thing that Najee did and worked on during this last season is playing to his size. He's a big dude. I can't, I, I gotta, I'll go I have to go back and look at and see his exact measurements from his pro day. But he's a big dude. And that was one of his big goals. That was one of his goals leading into the season this past season. 
is playing to that size and running guys over, finding holes and, and just plowing right through them. That's what Najee Harris did. I think Najee Harris is the best running back in this draft class. I don't know with that pass catching work. That's where that, that's where it's tough with Najee. That's where it's tough. That's where you give the edge to ETN. But Najee's working on I, it. And I'd still take Najee. I over. really wanted. I really wanted to agree with you as soon as you said you think Najee's the best in this in this draft. And I was like, yeah. And then I couldn't speak. And and it's not that I think someone else is better. We know Aaron thinks Javante Williams is the best running back in this class. I love what ETN does. I think Najee Harris is up there, but it's got to be by an edge. Like, I don't know if I can definitively yeah. say that he's the best running back. And uh, which, which okay, so take any of them in the first round. That, exactly. <laughs> and that's why Aaron's take is good because you're not paying a high price for Williams. You're not right. paying a high price right. for those guys. So you're able to get that. And at the running back position, it's so interchangeable. You could just, you can plug and play a running back and they'll still do. I don't want to discredit the entire running back position, but nine times out of 10, you're going to be able to put a good, a running back in there and they're going to be able to do the job. There's obviously those who cannot do the job, but in this situation, it's like, it's not a big difference. Last question before we move on here, which is the hardest position to kind of pick your number one is a corner is a running back is wide receiver. There's those three positions, I feel like. Those three positions are very tough to kind of nail down and drive home which one is the best because you got Sertan, Farley, and you got Horn. That's a tough three. You got you got Chase, Waddle, Smith. That, that's a, I don't think that's as tough as the corner one. And then you got Najee and Travis Etienne. Which one is the toughest I, position to nail I down? Think, I definitely think it's the running back position here because – here. I'm sorry. I apologize. The cornerback position. Okay, good. My bad. Good. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Yeah. Running backs. I'm happy with either one of those guys. They hit the ground. They they start running backs hit the ground. They run in the first couple seasons, one and two, yeah. no pun intended. These cornerbacks, it's not just if you're getting the right guy for your system, so on and so forth. It also comes into play that I need to know that you are going to be better than that one guy you line up against a running back. You know, you're taking in the hole and you're hoping for your offensive line. Nine times out of ten, unless you're dropping back in that zone, as a cornerback, it's mano y mano. And if that receiver gets the best of you, it's on you. You know, my my grandpa used to say this: uh, penalties get you six yards, cornerbacks give up six points. You know, you make yep. a mistake, that's six points. And, yep. and oh, yeah. I like that. You don't come back from that a lot. So, I, I definitely think it's a cornerback situation in in this uh, scenario here. Yeah, and I want to bring up I want to bring up Bailey's comment here with uh Trevon Morig. I don't think I'm pronouncing his name right. I think I heard I heard the other day someone pronounced it different, and I can't remember how they pronounced it, but I don't think it's Morig. I think it's something else. I think it's Merig. I think it might be Merig, but you know, you know to, how these guys everyone pronounces these. There's like six different, seven different pronunciations, and no one knocks it down. Go find yeah. him saying his name. That's the way to really do it. <laughs> yeah, I just I I'd say it's a weird one. It is definitely a weird yeah. one, but I wanted to bring him up because I don't know if we're going to be able to bring him up in the rest of this draft talk, but he deserves to be mentioned here with this, with the draft, with the Jags pick here, because they desperately need defensive backs as well. Whether that be a corner, whether that be a safety, they were able to grab Shaquille, Shaquille Griffin from Seattle as their big free agency yeah. move, but they still don't have uh, the safety depth. They still need work mm-hmm. there. And that defensive side of the ball needs help. But if you're the Jags and we brought up the Urban Meyer quote, get your playmakers, get your playmakers, get your stars, make that happen. See though, but like 
but the only reason I feel like whatever he says, I don't care because this to me has to be the pick because as we did last week with Aaron on the show, where's the next safety? There's nobody else. It's Trayvon Morig and a lot of room between the next guy. He sits alone at the top of safeties in this draft. So if, if you feel like you better be 100% confident in Rayshon Jenkins to hold it down, because if you don't get Trayvon Morig here, you do not get a safety in this draft, uh, at least to my eyes. I haven't seen anybody. I mean, you know, I love my, love me some Ham uh, Nazel Dean from Florida State. <laughs> but other than that, like, you if you don't do this, you, you don't get a safety. Rayshon Jenkins has to hit. So yep. I, I like this idea here. I, I I mean, we've talked about this to the Jags at 25. I think no, that's to no end. Like, I think that's the right pick. If he's still there, that's the right pick. That's who you go with. In uh, my opinion. Let's go down the, the, the chat a little bit more real quick and just knock out. I know some other people are asking questions and, you know, we interactive. Let's be interactive, baby. Hey, I'm, I'm down for it. I'm down for it. I see this one here from, from my boy, Chris. What's up, Chris? Uh, what about the big uglies going for the Jags here at that, at that pick? I think, I think the, with the Jags and, and Dylan and I discussed this earlier today, the Jags have Juwan Taylor and Cam Robinson. Obviously Cam Robinson is playing on that franchise tag. So you might not get him next, next year, but then you can address that next year. Okay, that, that's when you can address that need if it is if it does become a need. Then you got Jawan Taylor, who you had some high draft capital on. So there's your two tackles. You got Brandon Leonard in the middle. You have to address the guard position, but this is a weak draft class at the guard in in terms of guards. Unless you can get Elijah Vera Tucker to fall this far, I don't think you're gonna be able to. I don't I don't think you're gonna be able to, to get Elijah Vera Tucker this far. So realistically, you're looking at what Wyatt Davis from Ohio State. You might be able to get him in the second round. I think he's the best guard, the best 100 percent pure guard position. I think he might be that guy, but I don't think you can I don't think you need to address that offensive line position that early if you're the Jags, especially when it's only the guard position that you need. Uh, we got Twitter viewers. I love it. Uh, M Brown. Oh, 21. <laughs> I know it was a while ago. <laughs> Who do we have the lines taken? I'm pretty sure we had this conversation with the receivers. This yep. was back. I mean, this was four weeks ago now and all the talk had Jalen Waddle and uh, Jamar Chase being options here. You know, a lot of people are starting to talk defense for them. I'm hearing some people talk about them trading out of this spot, which to me, now I start I start building players in this era. I don't think you can start your era just grabbing draft capital and washing the season before you even start. So I think you need to go ahead. You you brought Jared Goff in. Go grab him another playmaker. You do not have any. No, Prashad Perriman is not your guy. I don't even no. remember the other no. guy they brought in. Oh, Tyrell no. Williams. No, they're not. Tyrell your guy. Williams. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's a no. tough one. That's. That's a tough one, but no, I, I do think I'm, I'm thinking like with, with them, they could go offensive line too. Their offensive line isn't that great, but you, you, mm. the Lions are are a later, uh, and by later I mean later in the top ten, a later top ten pick that de- desperately needs a culture change. You're not going to be able to with the Jags and the Jets. You're getting your culture change in the top half of the draft, the top half of the top ten. You're not going to be able to get that really in Detroit. So if one of those wide receivers fall to you, I think that's where you go. I agree. I concur. Okay, good. Good, good, good. So we move on here. 
Let we move yeah. on here. Down the draft board, the next pick on the clock would be the Cleveland Browns. And AJ, I really had a question here for you about the linebacker position. And we talked about earlier you us preparing for the draft, and you clipped highlights for one Zayvon Collins. And that's a name that's been floating around here, around this spot for not only the Browns, but we go back to the draft board here with the Browns here at 26, the Saints at 28. Mm-hmm. Linebacker seems to be those a hot spot for uh, or a hot position for those two teams. You clipped Zayvon Collins. What did you see from him? And does he fit for the Browns? Yeah, I think this is the pick for the Browns. If if Zayvon Collins is sitting there, First off, you're stealing him from the Packers and the uh, and the Saints, who are both looking for linebackers. But he he's got IQ out the wazoo. This guy he played four years in high school as a quarterback, a linebacker, and a safety. He knows the game. He can get behind to the quarterback. He can play coverage, and then he has the wherewithal to come and lay hits on people. I mean, that's a fumble. That's gone. You know, he he's got he's got what you need to hold down the middle of the field. And for the Browns specifically, they have what they need as far as Miles Garrett on one end. We're hoping Jadavion Clowney can be there. I've said it again. I'll say it again until the draft is over. Grant Delpit's coming back. Greedy Williams is hopefully coming back. With Denzel Ward, that's a great secondary. You need some middle help, and Zayvon Collins does that for you. He's fast. He's big. He knows the game of football, and I think he immediately makes them one of the top defenses in the league if all those pieces are still around it what a time to be alive remember when the browns were the browns and they needed everything now you everything. can kind of look at this draft and think the browns don't need that much they, they don't, don't need their offensive line is one of the best the, their offensive line is one of the best in the league their wide receiver mm-hmm. they could use wide receiver depth in, wide in receiver. terms of obj going down and and then leaving just jarvis landry and the rest of the the off the street squad that they've gotten live that they had last season. Um, but they have Austin Hooper at tight end. One of the best offensive lines, uh, a pass rush. That's going to be great. Uh, Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney on the edges. There, corners are solid. Safeties are solid. What a time to be alive where the Browns don't What a time to be alive where the Patriots need more help than the chat. Ja- than the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> what a time. Yeah. What right. Time. Did you think you'd ever see it? Did you, it had did to you happen think eventually, right? Ever see it. Yeah. Somebody, yeah. you know, it's also funny. You wonder how this is how bra- how bad the Browns were. The Lions are right there with them, yet we still never put them below the Browns. I mean, yep. like, and now you look at it to me, it's the Lions and the Bears are the new Browns. Oh I can't decide who yet. And that tweet I saw earlier that uh Dylan gave us. <laughs> where the, the the bears are going green they started recycling all their garbage quarterbacks oh, yeah. fantastic down that role, the bears are going Love down that, that that route for sure so the browns the browns on the clock it's, it's gonna be a linebacker i feel like i, I we don't have to I stay too long on the browns because i right. like the linebacker pick there if jeremiah wosu koromoa falls this far that's the pick wow no way no, no way, way he falls down that far, though. no way no way would you take no. an edge here though would you take an edge here no, no. Uh, you could go like really? Christian do you, Barmore. Like, do you put that much faith in Jadavion Clowney? I don't put that much faith in him. Like, I'm not like, I'm not guaranteeing we see the Jadavion Clowney of old, but I am putting the stock in the fact that you just paid for him. Not, and it's not that much money. I don't mean like that, but you just <laughs> right. you just paid him. You're going to be able to edge rusher is one of those things that you get in every draft class. 
So it's similar to the Jags where you, if you don't have a tackle now, you, or if you have a tackle now but might not have them next year, you can address that next year. And with the Browns, I think it's the same thing. You can address that next year. Your linebacking core needs a little bit help, more help than your than your defensive line. Looking at their linebackers here, you got Anthony Walker, Jacob Phillips, Sion Taki Taki. That, that kind oh, of yeah. Taki Taki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those are their Taki three Taki. linebackers. <laughs> those, those are their three linebackers. So you could really use yeah. it this year. But also... I, I do like the fact that you you brought up the defensive line though, because you could see like a Christian Barmore go here at the defensive tackle position because they cut Sheldon Richardson and he played both he played both like the on the edge and that defensive tackle position. So you don't have that up the middle type of pass rush. And you know if if you can get a solid defensive tackle to kind of lighten the load for Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney, oh boy, watch out. Because that's going to open space for him and could do some damage. But I still think it's the linebacker position that you have to concern yourself with. And you're in that division with Joe Mixon there. Oh, never mind. You don't. Oh, Lamar Jackson. You need a good linebacker to spy Lamar Jackson. That's a really big yeah. thing. Fair. So I'm not, I don't. I don't hate that. Yeah, you're right with this. You're right with this. About it. You can get. You can get your. Uh, you can get your edge rusher in the second round later. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm exactly. You. Get. Get your D-line later on. Moving on, though, with, with, with the Ravens, though, staying in that division, moving on to the 27th pick. The Baltimore Ravens are on the clock. And, AJ, I talked about this earlier. I brought this up with the Kadarius Tony. That's the move that they have to avoid uh, making. But, honestly, the more I want – there's two wide receivers here for the uh, Ravens I really think that they should get. One who I don't have highlights for, but one who I do have highlights for, and it's mm-hmm. Rondell Moore from – Purdue. This is just highlights of him tearing up Ohio State. 12 receptions, 170 yards, two touchdowns against Ohio State. This is no slouch. We talk all the time about players being able to do it against real competition, and this is what Rondell Moore did. He did it against an Ohio State team that obviously is a very, very good team on both sides of the ball. He was able to make that happen. He is a smaller guy, though. So that's what concerns me about the Baltimore Ravens taking him. But you take a guy like Rashad Bateman, and I know you like Rashad Bateman a lot. Am I correct? I do. I do. So I do what like him. I don't you know like Rashad Bateman much. Uh, I, about say, I don't know about as much as you emphasize, but I know he's he's got a lot of talent. This kid, he's a big guy, six uh, one. He's got hands like that you need. He came out of uh, Minnesota, projected to be a starting NFL receiver. He's he's got the vertical threat that you're talking about. He likes to go up and play above the rim, so to speak. So he he's one of those. He's that guy that you look at and you say that guy can and probably will be a number one receiver. You know, you're not looking immediately to find somebody to replace him as your primary, but you enjoy the things he does. You look at that guy like if I need to throw the ball somewhere and just you know give your receiver a chance. That's what you look at it on Rashad Bateman. He's that type of receiver. Rondell Moore. You look at him like, hey, get him the ball and let him make something happen. And as you just saw, he will absolutely do that. Uh, so bo- both of these guys, I don't like the way Rondell Moore fell. He he's fallen pretty far from what I'm hearing. Like he, he did. He, he did. made and, one and, of those guys now. And part of that reason is Kadarius Tony has has popped up here. And I, as I think about this more, and as I talk about Kadarius Tony and the Ravens a little bit more, I don't hate it as much. And I don't mean to go back on what I said earlier. I still, if I'm the Raven, if I'm the Ravens, I would avoid drafting Kadarius Tony, and I would draft 
Rashad Bateman uh, over Kadarius Tony. But if you bring in Kadarius Tony and you have what he does, he he could open up space for Lamar Jackson. Okay, you talk mm. with J.K. Dobbins and Kadarius Tony being in that. I don't want to say in the backfield, but Kadarius Tony being able to watch this play. By the way, watch this play. This Kadarius Tony throwing a touchdown pass to Kyle Pitts. He can do. He can do it all. Kadarius Tony is a multi-tool athlete here, and that could fit well with the, what the Baltimore has gone with before. But the reason why I have gone away from Kadarius Tony is because Baltimore needs to stop going with what's what they've done before because it's not working. They need to take yeah. a step forward. Buffalo has already passed them in terms of where they're at in the like the the kind of the hierarchy of the AFC. It's the Chiefs, it's Buffalo, then you might have Tennessee and then you might have Baltimore. So Baltimore needs to do something I don't know about different. that anymore though. Tennessee about to fall off. You think? <laughs> think they lost they lost a bunch of cornerbacks, they lost their receivers like they got but, a lot of work to do. You can't just win with Tannehill giving the ball to Henry anymore. Sorry. That's true. That's true. About to that is true. I do <laughs> like that. So with the Ravens, though, another honorable mention here is pass rusher. They could use pass rush. They lost Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah. Glass Campbell's getting older. Uh, they lost. Uh, uh, oh, ooh. Uh, until you needed help, I lost. <laughs> the kid who went huh? to New England. Owos. Uh, uh, no, it's not a Wilson. Wilson? I know who you're talking about. It was one of their it was one of their better uh edge rushers. Let me look he, it up. He came here. on real heavy last year. I can't believe this is happening. Cause like literally, I was like, Oh, I know who you're talking about. I just can't say his name because now that you need me to say his name, I have no clue, apparently. Went, I thought he went <laughs> I, to New England. Did he not go to New England? We're doing a football show. We should be ashamed of ourselves. What? who do they lose? Oh man, I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna oh Matt Judon. That's it. Matthew Judon. That's who they lost. You can't hear me right now, but can you hear me now? You still can't hear me. Okay, cool, cool. So it, it, it no, okay. So I figured it out though. It's Matt Judon. That's who the Ravens lost. So honorable mention could be uh, going edge instead of because they lost Judon. They lost Yannick. They need to get some pass rush to go with Calais Campbell. Not going to be able to rely on him that much. So with the Baltimore Ravens, edge rusher, eh, a wide receiver, then edge edge rusher is where they need to be. Can you hear me now? You good? Literally. Like all my Bluetooth just like turned itself off. Like my huh. mouse isn't working anymore. My headphones ain't working anymore. <laughs> uh, like, oh boy. Okay then. All right. Oh boy. So <laughs> yeah, uh, it was Matthew <laughs> Judon, by the way. I yeah, we already. We, yeah, I, I just, I just. Oh, okay, <laughs> I got actually, it. I, got I, it. I, I was, I was trying to lip read, and the only thing I made out because you were moving really fast, just like I do, was oh Matthew Judon. I was like, yes, that guy. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was wow. it. Bailey, Bailey also hopping in here, joining in and and, mm. and giving me the help here. Uh, but I no, it. I think I think that's I think that could be a need as well if they don't go wide receiver, if they don't like one of those wide receivers there. But the New Orleans Saints, we talked about with the linebacker position. I don't I don't know if I want to harp on the Saints that much because I think it's a a Zayvon Collins if they fall if he falls to him, um, they could go defensive back here. They could go with a corner. They could go they can go in that direction. I feel like. Um, but the Green Bay Packers, they might, they might, the Saints might need a wide receiver as well. I mean, Emmanuel mm. Sanders left. I mean, I know they like Traquan Smith, but has he really been 
I mean, maybe you hope this is the year he pops off it, given the opportunity. But like I said, we don't have to spend. But they they need they need some help there as well. well. Especially you, you're going through the quarterback change now too. You want to give whoever you decide is the best QB as much help as you can. Otherwise, you're gonna look really bad for the choice you made. And we're gonna be saying, put the other guy in. Oh God, I can't I can't take Taysom Hill. My fantasy heart can't take Taysom Hill here. It it mm. just cannot. It mm. really, it really could not. Especially if I can play but, on a tight end. Oh God. The worst. Oh God. The Green Bay Packers, though, at 29. <laughs> a team that no one's going to be able to predict. You can mock draft a hundred times, and you probably won't guess who Green Bay is going to pick because it's probably going to be a punter or a quarterback or so <clears throat> excuse me, or someone else who will not help Aaron Rodgers in any way, shape, or form. That's how Green Bay picks. But if you were Green Bay, who would you take? Ooh. If I was Green Bay, I, I mean, I'm, wide taking, receiver here? I, I'm gonna say I'm taking a wide receiver, but they're not. I mean, you lost, you lost, you lost Christian Kirksey, but you still got the Smith boys who have been fantastic by all accounts. If you ask me, um, you lost Corey Lindsley as well. You did, but you're not grabbing. You could grab Samuel Cosme here. You could. But they they no. let go of Corey Lindsley Sam because Cosby's they tackle though. Sam Cosby's a tackle though, not a center. You can go Landon Dickerson it. here. He's a center. No. You can go Landon Dick. I know you don't like Landon Dickerson because he hurts your FSU feelings, but yeah, uh, no. But three years and go to Alabama and be good. And then win a daddy. He won that daddy though. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean. Honestly, that makes sense with what with what Green Bay normally does and goes kind of off the board. They could end up taking a Landon Dickerson there. They could end up taking Landon Dickerson from Alabama for center to replace Corey Lindsley. That could happen. Don't they go and get? Are they going to get like Jason away and put some more speed rush on their defense, solidify it? Robert Tunyon plays. To answer Chris's question, Robert Tunyon. I don't know if they re-signed him though. I I, he's, I think they re, I think they will re-sign him, but I don't think he has actually signed a contract to be back. Hmm. Well, yeah. Robert that... Tunyon is still Robert Tunyon is still a restricted free agent, I believe. Let me oh, let me. Oh no, no, he signed. He signed. Nope, he signed. He's wrong. I'm, I'm he's in there. Yep. Yeah, they got him and they got a little Jay Sternberger, and uh, you know they hey. still got your boy. Yeah, they I was about to say they still got Mercedes Lewis. Oh yeah, Chris, you're a Jags fan. They got Mercedes. Mercedes Lewis the Jags <laughs> left. So, but for the Packers though, wide receiver is a need. They probably should go wide receiver. So they're probably going to go Landon Dickerson the starting center out of Alabama. That's kind of how I mean, But works, then right? again too, I mean, Nick Nick Bolton's been talked about here a lot too because you look at their, you know, they they like to they play that 3-4 and you, they don't have really anybody in the middle, you know. Ty Summers who's still young and still developing Chris Barnes, who I don't recall being a big part of anything. Kamal Martin, same thing there. So even having, you know, Rayshon Gary and, and uh, Zadarius are you Smith. On the why, why are you avoiding naming Alabama players tonight? I don't appreciate this. I'm not. I don't appreciate it. it. You, know? you just didn't want to say Christian Barmore, who probably is the best defensive tackle in this draft. Is he? He is. He is. I feel like. But what I mean, what, he's gonna play. But that's, not saying, <laughs> that's not saying. That's not saying. 
At this point, the defensive tackle position isn't that deep. So, or isn't that like stacked? So there's talent, but there's not a big talent though. Green Bay is off the board. We're we're moving on from Green Bay because they're just there. It should be a wide receiver. Let's just put it to you that way with Green Bay. It's probably going to be a center or a punter. We'll see. The Buffalo Bills are on the clock, and we can revisit this running back position, this running back talk here, because that's been a, a hot topic with the Buffalo Bills at 30. Do you think that they should go with a running back, AJ? Or do you think they should maybe address their edge rushing position uh, that they they were in the market for, for J.J. Watt? They didn't get him. They didn't really – see, the Browns, the Browns were in the market for J.J. Watt. They didn't get him, but they went out and signed Jadavia Clowney. The Bills were in the market for J.J. Watt. They didn't get him. They didn't replace him. So are you team running back or are you team pass rusher here? Here at this pick, I'm team pass rusher. Uh, I know you don't pick for a while in the second round, if I'm not mistaken, but I also don't think I, – I don't think as much as I'm not a fan of what Zach Moss and Devin Singletary has done last year – do you give up right away? I don't think so. So, you know, if you look at your you're in the first round and you, you're a championship contender, what need to help? You think about this team three, four years ago, you always talked about, well, at least the Bills have a defense. Now you're talking about at least they have an offense and you're wondering where their defense is. So I kind of go back to grassroots on this. And I think this is where a Christian Barmore should go, something of that nature, and get them someone to hold down the run, someone to rush the QB, someone to be a stopgap in the front end of that defense. So someone we didn't, I don't think we, I, I actually know we have not talked about this guy uh, at all with any of our picks. He could very well go higher, but we talk about getting an edge rusher for the Buffalo Bills. And this guy right here, Aziz Ojolari, the kid from Georgia, he is an athletic freak. He, he look, watch this play. Watch this. Mm-hmm. He's blows through offensive linemen. Like it's nothing. Watch this. Nope. Mm-hmm. That's a big duty was going up against. That's a Look big that dude. To wrap up. Well, they teach some good tackling at Georgia. They do. They, <laughs> they really do. I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up, though, because he is a player who could very well go earlier than expect than plan than we're talking about. But at, if he does fall this far for Buffalo, I don't think you can't not take him. Yeah. I can, I think I think Aziz Ojolari to Buffalo would be a match made in heaven right there. Because you need that pass rush. You lost out on JJ Watt. And if, if you were to ask me, if you were to ask me if like, so you you don't get JJ Watt, but you can either get Jadavian Clowney or you can get Aziz Ojolari, I would choose Aziz Ojolari any yeah. day, any day of the week. And that would be a better consolation prize to JJ Watt than what Jadavian Clowney is. And you need pass rush, man. You're not gonna be able to compete with like a Tampa Bay if you don't have a pass rush. No. Any more than that, too, though. You still need an offense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's well, not true. The, not the Bills, but, I mean, like, just in general to compete with them. Yeah, um, no, yeah. You're the worst. I am, but I'm really good at it. <laughs> the worst. But, no. no I'm, with you. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Fair to say Bills, pass rusher, Bills. Uh, yeah, I think I think defensive line is where the Bills need to address. Maybe go linebacker as well. Uh, it seems like Zayvon Collins is, out, is, a, is a trending name here in this. Uh, well, we this we. Lab. we we get there a little bit with a lot of these, uh, you know, pick specifics that we've been doing over the last couple of weeks because you look at a player and when you got them slated in that round, sometimes a lot of the teams around there need the same situation, are in the same situation, you know. There's just that one little piece 
that they could use. And I mean, sure, Zayvon Collins to the Bills, I'm, I'm sure they'd be really happy with that. I mean, yeah. right next to a Matt Milano and a Tremaine Edwins, I yeah, like let's have some fun. Why not? Yeah, you know? that'd be <laughs> solid. That God. that'd be really solid there. But Brandon Butler and uh, and Oliver <laughs> Mario Addison. Whew. Yeah, that'd yeah. be scary, man. That'd be scary. But but speaking of the Chiefs, pick 31, pick 32, Chiefs Bucks, the reigning champions of their conferences, the Bucks being the Super Bowl champions. These two teams are kind of at a position where you can just have fun with your pick here. The Chiefs lost Sammy Watkins. Is Nicole Hardman the guy? Is Byron Pringle the guy? Maybe you go wide receiver here. This would be fantastic if Kadarius Tony went to the Chiefs. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I, I'm sad because I don't think he's going to fall that far anymore. Everyone's talking oh about the Kadarius Tony. Oh, um, my God. That would be nuts. Like, I oh, love that I'll idea show, for them. I'll show it again. Ima- imagine this. Imagine this in Kansas City. It's not fair. It wouldn't be fair. It I mean, wouldn't. Hmm. Can you imagine him throwing a pass to Tyreek Hill for a touchdown or Travis Kelsey? Can. And I absolutely know they would make that happen. I mean, Kadarius Tony played uh, played quarterback in in uh, high school, and I think Dude, he this- came into UF trying to be a quarterback, and he was like, "Yeah, oh. I can do everything." So I get if it. Would you straight up for him? Say it again. No, no. <laughs> yeah, if you're that would be if you're wild. The- That'd be wild. I mean, so. Okay, I just so planted, you know me. I've been I saying there. Say it again. I just planted the seed in your mind. Yeah, it's stuck. I was sitting there like, oh my god. <laughs> I mean, just like, like I've been, fan, I've been a fan of this thought process of them getting Kadarius Tony and the rich getting richer, and they keep that Legion of Zoom going. I would love that idea. Um, however, do you do you are you bought in yet to the thought process that they need to get linemen? I think I'll, so. Yeah, I think okay, you you know me. I've never been a fan of of Mike Remmers, who they still have faith in for some reason. After what but he did to Patrick, four are pretty basically. solid, right? The other four they're guys, not bad. Are and then and then they're not, uh, Lauren Duvernay is going to be back. So. Yeah, and, and don't and don't forget they also signed Joe Tooney as well. I can't. Do they sign and someone else's life and Kyle Long? Like they yeah, went so, out of the agency and made a big push to it. And as I said, I don't know how many. Uh, linemen are still left in free agency, but, but you know, but that, free agency quiets down here and they focus on the draft and they open it back up. But that's, that's the thing though. Their tackle position is still a big question. And that's the most important position on off- offensive line is your left tackle position. You still have Mike Rimmers slotted. There's your left tackle. So it's He's a right. deep, it's He's deep a right tackle. tackle. So you could go, you could go there and oh, sorry, he's the right. He is the right tackle, but he played left tackle when yeah, uh, got Eric, what was it? Eric Fisher went down. So mm-hmm. you're still you still have question marks out of the tackle position, and your star quarterback. We saw obviously. I'm not comparing Andrew Luck and Patrick Mahomes, but you saw what happened to Andrew Luck. He didn't give him an offensive line. Injuries start piling up. They start piling up. Patrick Mahomes has started to get hurt a little bit, not not to the extent of of <clears throat> woo. Not to, Got the extent, him. not to the extent of Andrew Luck, but Patrick Mahomes is starting to to wear, and he's putting miles on that body. You're going to need to protect him. So I I like that. I personally would go with a tackle here. That's where I would go. Here's the other thing too. They also need some cornerback help at this point in time. 
I mean, like, they're starting cornerback, and, yeah, he played decent, better than he played in other places, but, I mean, they're running with Trevarius Ward. You know, their other one, Rashad Fenton, I, I don't know much about him. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mean, I know. Um, I, they could also use some quarterback help, and I know, like, the quarterbacks are slated to go hot and heavy in the first round, but I, I haven't heard much about those second and third round cornerbacks. You know, I haven't heard where they're slated to go and when you're the Kansas city chiefs, I think it's a while before you pick again in the second round. Oh I'm yeah. Mistaken. So oh, yeah, they pick back half of the second round. So it's, it's one of those things where, important pick for them. And that's the thing. I'm, I'm really good. I'm dude. You, this is why you're the man. I'm glad you brought that up because at this point in the draft, when you're like picking at like 29, 20, uh, you're picking 29, 30, 31, 32, like that kind of range. There really isn't like a reach unless you're the Packers and you get Jordan love for your quarterback that you already have. Yeah. But there's not that many – like, you can't really reach because you know you're not going to be able to pick again until the back half of the second round. That's a long ways away. That's a, a big drop-off in talent. So you – if there's a guy out there that fits what you want, you go out and get it. And if you're the Chiefs, that's what you do. And then you go to the Bucks at 32 to kind of round everything out. The Bucks are a team that can play that can play around with things. You had them take Kyle Trask here. Now that a long time ago. Now that, but what I'm saying now that we know that Kyle Trask and we've kind of dug deeper on Kyle Trask, he's not the guy. Do you go maybe with like a Davis Mills type of player or a Kellen Mond here? I know that you liked that quarterback position at 32. Okay, so I think they'd be smart to do something like this at 32 because look, yeah, you got Tom Brady, but then you got Ryan Griffin behind him, and then you got uh, I don't, I think what you call it the old boy who was in arizona so bad we don't even care about his name anymore uh, <laughs> but you don't have any you don't have a backup plan for tom brady when he's gone and i know he signed for another year but you need to start getting that that situated because you don't plan on picking early enough to have a great qb anywhere so to me it makes sense to play spoiler on some teams grab back at the last half of it at the last spot of this draft and upset some people now if <laughs> They're a team that can do so many different things because point to a need on this team right now. Uh, exactly. Sure, you can probably look somewhere and get another lineman to shore that up and make sure that, that he's even more protected. But down think, the stretch, they play so good for him. I think you could look at the cornerback position. You could also look at the the defensive line. You got a dominant suit on there. With their cornerback position, the style they play is based on depth and having a bunch of rotation pieces at cornerback. So maybe you don't see a bunch of names that are like that guy. Oh my gosh! But like, together, the Carlton Davis and the Sean Murphy Buntings of the world, they shut some things down. And then I, the, the, I the, do the like the corners. Go ahead. Go that ahead. it's the defensive line that I, if if I were to have to point to a need. And it's not a big need. It would be to that defensive line. Oh my! What if they? What if Ozzie Ojolari fell that far? Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Because I mean, look yeah, at their defensive line here. You got, you got Sue Vita Vey is great. William mm -hmm. Golson's not anything special, but but realistically, that he's not playing much. It's Jason Pierre Paul on that edge, and then Dominic Sue on the other side. But you don't have Indominus do that for that much longer, and he's not going to play as many snaps as you as you probably want him to play. So, I mean, you could go edge rusher there, and that be a, a need, right? You you could. I mean, I couldn't be angry at you for doing it, especially if you're putting him on the opposite side of uh, 
you know, um, Shaq Barrett, and now you got two guys that you really can't handle coming off the Shaq edge. Barrett. I didn't even mention yeah. Shaq Barrett. It's fine. He plays outside linebacker, so feel 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 better about himself. It's cool. It's cool. He You're plays everywhere. He does. He plays he everywhere. Does. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad at it, but see, to me, because look at their defensive line, Vita Vea. He's you hope you hope he can stay healthy. That's yeah. been the question about him because once he's on the field, he's a difference maker immediately. And Dominican Sue, like, sure, he's playing one year contracts at this point, but he's still mean. He's just as mean as he ever was. William Golson just fits into their system, but that's why they have him backed up uh, with Steve McClendon and they rotate a little bit back and forth when Vita Vey is out. It's Golson and McClendon. When Vita Vey is in, McClendon takes a decent amount of snaps at nose tackle and at the end. So it, again, they are drafting from luxury when it comes to the Bucks' place. Yeah. If it's me, I take this quarterback at thirty-two, whoever it may be, whoever you look, because I think I don't think you I don't think you get Kellen Mond, Davis Mills, Ian Book after the second round. Uh, uh, I don't know. I think you can get Ian Book at the at the probably, back half of the second round. You probably can. That's the name that popped into my head, so I said it yeah. out loud. I, I mean, I regret it a little bit, but hey, you should regret it. it. You should. You should. You really should. <laughs> You really should. But that's it, though. That is our draft coverage. That's that is now one through 32. Oh Dude, my. We are quick, now on I was just scrolling through one of these mock drafts as I was listening to you talk. Mel Kuyper has Rondale Moore going 60th overall. He's fallen a lot. He's fallen a lot. You look at CBS's rank. That's kind of my go-to ranking site just because just because it's the easiest one to go to. But Rondale Moore is now. Oh no, Rondale Moore is the is the fourth best wide receiver on his list. Wow, wow. wow. Sorry, didn't mean they're, to take they're, they're big on. And I brought this name up to you, Dwayne Eskridge. I'm sure. I'm sure Dwayne yeah. Eskridge might go higher than than Rondale Moore in that mock. Looking like it. So yeah, look, he does. Actually, one spot higher. <laughs> yeah, see? there you go. There, there you go. But it's crazy. It's going to be a wild ride to the finish here. And now we're on the highway, boys. We're on the highway to draft coverage here from the rough cut. There is no place you'd rather be for draft coverage. AJ, can you remind our beautiful listeners and viewers where they're going to be able to follow us at for 24-7 around the clock draft coverage? I mean, I'm going to be sleeping for some of that, but I mean, sure. Yeah. 24 seven at the rough cut underscore sports at Twitter, <laughs> rough cut sports on Facebook and the rough cut sports cast on Instagram. You know, we are streaming live to YouTube as well as all the clips or shows you missed on YouTube at the rough cut sports cast. Leave a like, hit that subscribe, hit that bell and tell everybody, everybody, everybody. And, of course, we are brought to you by Halftime Sports Collectibles, the number one place to get all of your sports memorabilia needs, whether that be a signed jersey, signed cleat, signed helmet. They have it there over at HalftimeSportsCollectibles.com. Go check them out. And, AJ, one last time, can you remind the viewers about our beautiful partnership with Yeti? At Yeti, you can get all the things that are cool. Head over to Yeti.com from the Rough Cut Sportscast social medias. Hit that link over there and check out all their wonderful things like their wonderful mugs, like their wonderful coolers, like their wonderful luggage. Look at that. A Yeti duffel bag. Yeti backpack, man. Backpacks. You go hiking when you go backpacking through the Himalayas (laughs) and the (laughs) Appalachian Mountains. You take some Yeti drink wear. You take some Yeti backpacks. Your life should be Yeti. Yeti lives on the wild, so why don't you do it too? 
Yeti. I am. Yeti. And just, I, I know I saw a comment earlier about, uh, I think, uh, let me see here. When we were doing our first ad read for Yeti, someone commented on here talking about, where is it? Where's the comment? Am I losing my damn mind? Have you tried one yet? As in a Yeti cup. As in a Yeti cup or a Yeti, or the dog beds or what have you. Yeah. I'm purchasing this right after the show. This cup yeah, here because exactly. my wife and I, we're going on our honeymoon here. And I'm going to get a customized. You, the sale is still going on. You still have two days left in the free uh, monogram on there as well. If When you buy a cup. You st- what are you looking at me like that for? Oh, no. The, no, the Bucks and the 76ers. Are... I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Pretty sure the sale ended on the twentieth. I, I thought it ended on the twenty fourth. I mean, I'll double check sure? the email. Hey, you I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure. But you know, yeah, you go ahead, and keep talking. It to the because I started on the twenty. I thought it started on the twenty second, or the twenty. Oh my! Started on the fifteenth. Oh lord! Oh, started on the fifteenth. And, uh, and it's actually really hard for me to get to uh, my email. Uh, but I'm on the way there right now. It is now opening. Um, <laughs> great audio. Great way to close out the show. It's what we do. We it close is what we out. Do it. While, you're, while you're doing that, again, I will mention everybody the content. What? <laughs> so as I got there, there was actually another Yeti uh, promotion. Promotion? Oh, yeah? Yeti has a new colorway called the King Crab Orange, and it is now live. It is inspired by the crustaceans that inhabit the northwestern coastline and honors the men and women who risk their lives pulling the crabs to the surface. Plus, the bright orange color is perfect for summer beach trips, tropical backyard decor, and gifting to grabs for the upcoming tailgate season. And there it is right there. Grab one now. There is that beautiful orange, that new orange color uh, from Yeti. It's great stuff. Great, great stuff. Did you find the the, the promotion yes, though? I, yes, I did. Is it twenty fourth? Ends on the twentieth. Ah, uh, no. Okay, so you can't get your promotion cup anymore. You can't get the custom monogram, but you can still get your Yeti gear over there. And again, I'm gonna pull this bad boy up. Who did this? Who put this in the dock? Who put this in the dock? Not sized right correctly. That's a minus. I'm taking it down. You should take it down. Um, I don't even. I don't what even know Aaron, We gave Aaron too much control here. We gave mm-hmm. Aaron too much control. <laughs> but basically, what this is gonna say? Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna slide over. I'm gonna slide over. I, you can see me over here. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah. This is our page. Click on the community tab. Invite at least ten of your friends to follow our page, and be sure to take. <laughs> This is the best. This is the best to slide over here. This is this is the best. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Ten friends, screenshot it, send it to us. You get entered in a contest here, guys. It's free stuff, man. This is like a two hundred and fifty dollar value here. Two hundred and fifty dollars, okay? You get for free. For free. I promise y'all, it's going to be a long time before I offer up this kind of money to get y'all. Like, it's ridiculous. Man, like it's man. absurd. That P, that we already are at two thousand because of this, like literally. Right. Dude, this right. is a freak. Hold on here. Hold on. Let's just let's just go. Let me let me, let's because we're at kind of the the witching hour of where of our show, and it's like the uh, the final hour the of it, and it's just <laughs> what the pre final countdown. <laughs> yeah, the pre the pre final countdown. I mean, look at this. Look at all the stuff. Ha- oh, that's not it. Hold on. Hey, you know, love me. to get a half on sports collectibles logo. 
That'd be awesome. <laughs> there you go. They got baseballs. You know who? That I is? mean, I don't know who that is. They have they have helmets. That's Jalen Rager. I mean, they got it all here. I mean, Paris Campbell signed helmets from the Colts, man. Allen Iverson signed photo. Jalen Rager signed ball. Jalen Hurts is going to be killing it later on the on the Eagles, man. He's going to be popping off. They've got Fernando Tatis Jr. signed I mean, baseball. Come on. I mean, this, this is easy. This is easy money here for you guys. Look at this. Josh Jacobs signed jersey. Cam Akers signed helmet. This is all going to be free to you. All you got to do, look at this. Lawrence Taylor, this is a Hall of Famer here. We're going to purchase this for you. If you want, all you got to do is invite your friends. Yeah, you Sorry. tell them, Vinny. Invite your friends. Do it now. Let's get into the final Don't countdown. The chat's, the chat's buzzing. The viewership's buzzing here. We're going to enter the final countdown. It's going to be... It's going to be, in AJ's words, lit. So stick around. Join us for the final countdown. Send us your comments, your questions, your topics, concerns, thoughts. Boom. Audio turd nuggets. We'll see you tomorrow for Running Games Friday. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.